Hi, I'm Annika Zitto. And I'm Bella Burkhardt. And you're listening to Spilling the Tea with CCE. We're so glad that you decided to click on our podcast, and we promise you won't be disappointed. Located in Hempstead, New York, Hofstra's Center for Civic Engagement is committed to getting student voices heard right now. And that mission doesn't stop on Long Island. We want this podcast to continue the conversations we've been having on campus. Each episode features our student fellows as they spill the tea on everything from news and politics to social movements and the issues that affect our day-to-day lives. From healthcare to mental health, nothing is off the table. So sit back, relax, and let's start spilling the tea. Welcome back to Spilling the Tea with CCE. I'm your host this week, Rebecca Biro. I have been a CCE fellow going on six semesters now. Been there basically since my freshman year, going into my senior year now. So CCE has been a large part of my Hofstra University experience. This week, we're going to be talking about how high schools specifically have been pressing college and vocational schools onto students even if students aren't interested or if that path isn't correct for them or if it's even not the correct time in their life to go to college. So in my research for getting ready for this podcast, I have found that even if you go to a vocational school or vocational high school where usually once you're done, you can receive some form of degree. If it's an electrician, you can get a CNA certification, things of that nature. They still require you or request that you still go to college after to pursue a higher degree, which kind of defeats the purpose of them because the whole reason why you go to them is so that you can leave with a certification so that you can go directly right into the work field, which I always found so interesting that they expect you to just keep doing schoolwork when the point of them was so that you don't have to go to college and that you can just go to the work field and begin your life. However, that's just not the case. I also read multiple arguments articles from PBS, and after decades of pushing bachelor's degrees and master's degrees in the U.S., we no longer have as many tradespeople as we need. In California, they've begun a campaign where they spend six million dollars to try and promote vocational education, but then you go to vocational education and then they still expect you to go to college after. So it's become, become this cycle of you don't have enough education. And for someone to not think they have enough education and they have to keep going. That's the pressure that puts on people and then you don't know when to stop and you don't know when it's enough. And you hear all the time that if you don't go to college, you're not gonna get a good job and then you're not gonna have a good house. You're not gonna be able to live the life you want and you're not gonna be able to retire at 65. And that is just not true. I mean, certainly there are cases where getting a degree is helpful getting a degree to be a doctor. You can't be a doctor without a degree. That is just not plausible. But if you want to be a tradesman, if you are into electricity, carpentry, plumbing, any of those things, you can get a well-paying job. In the United States, there's 30 million jobs that pay an average of $55,000 per year that don't require a bachelor's degree. Now, $55,000 isn't necessarily a lot, but that's a living salary. It's a bare minimum living salary, but it's a baseline to get you started. And on top of that, if you go to a trade school, even though they press you to continue going on to school, there are multitude of jobs where you can make six figures. Granted, those things are 
power lines, electricians, truck drivers, plumbing, which isn't everyone's cup of tea. But if you look deep enough, there certainly are jobs. There are also jobs in computers, which is an up and coming revolutionary job site where they can make six figures and in some cases even seven figures for working on computer IT, security, security analysis, programming, and those things you can learn in your house or you can learn on the job. And there is no need for a college education, but high schools just don't tell you that anymore. In high school, starting your junior year, you start writing college essays, you start your application process, you start touring colleges. I read from the Washington Post that 46% of college graduates, even though they graduate with a degree, end up not using the degree that they earned. So you're going in debt, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're not even using your degree. But because you have a degree, you feel like you have been accomplished, you have earned something, which you rightfully so have, but it is not benefiting you in any way and is actually depleting your funds because you have to pay back that money. Some people do get to go to college for free because they earn scholarships, they play sports, they are a straight A student, or even their parents were able to pay for it, but not everyone has that luxury. And then on top of that, even those, those who go to college, 40% of students end up dropping out of college without any form of degree. So that means 40% of students leave college in debt usually, going into the workforce that they could have started straight out of high school with no debt from college. There could have been no student loans, no six-month deferment where you're pressed to get a job right away that will immediately meet your money issues. You could have gone and you could have tried out multiple different jobs. You could have gained work experience, but instead you're stuck. You have to find a job immediately. You have to start paying off the college loans. Even if you go to college, that's the first thing you have to do. You have to get a job right off the bat. And it has to be a job that you're able to pay off your loans with. It may not be a job that you're interested in. It may not be a job that you love, but it is a job that you're required to have. And if you go to college with this debt, you're no longer able to explore your options. You're not able to, to look around. You don't have that luxury to determine what you want to do, where you want to be. And you're definitely not able to get the same experience that others are able to get. If you took a year off and you worked, say you worked at a bank and then you also worked at, as a secretary or you worked at a gardening, you would be able to gain these experience of things that you like, things you don't like. Say you're not good with one-on-one -on -one interactions with people. That knocks off 50 different jobs that you don't want to do or you that would not fit your personality. But you don't get that experience because you go straight into college and you don't get that experience until four years later when you immediately have to take that job because you're in debt. I am obviously someone who went to college. I went to college right out of Austria. I have known what I wanted to do since I was 12, which is very rare, but that's what I am. So I went to college straight off the bat. I personally did not feel pressured to go to college. I was pressured to go to college because of what I want to do. I knew that was always something that I had to do. But my best friend from high school did not have that same experience. And I have invited him on this podcast today to talk about his experience. So this is Hannon Sanford. Okay, Hannon. Okay. So how are you doing today? I'm good. 
I'm well. <clears throat> so you want to tell us a little bit about it yourself? Um, Maybe where you're from, small, small town? Small town in Maine and an hour away from anything that's relevant. That's so true. How many people graduated in your class? 52. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 52. We had one kid get arrested right before graduation. Oh my gosh. To put it in perspective, his was a large class. I graduated with less than 40 in my class, and that's about average for Monmouth. So after high school, what did you do? What was your original plan after high school? I didn't have one. You didn't have one. So what did you end up doing? So right out of high school, I took that summer to kind of try and get my stuff together because I didn't really have a plan. So I worked in a factory. <laughs> Maiden boys do. And then that fall, I went to college majoring in business management. Now, I knew you for quite a few years before you graduated, and you never once spoke about business management. So, what was your decision there? So, I've played musical instruments since I was nine, and that was what I wanted to do. But both my parents have. PhDs and the, the whole thing there was like practicality versus what you wanted to do and we had a couple times had the discussion of like you know don't do what you want to do because if you do that then you're going to be broke and shitty like everyone else. <laughs> yes yes I think we've all had um, that conversation <laughs> so to do something that I know that I could do and I don't know what I can do other than music or being mean to people it it wasn't really a decision that I wanted to make, but it just seemed like the right thing to do yeah. at the time. Right. It was a decision you had to make in the circumstances you were in. Yeah. Okay. So what was that college experience like <laughs> straight out of high school? <laughs> Knowing you really didn't enjoy high school, what was college like? Uh, in college, I... I don't want to say that I have that mentality of like everyone is stupid except for me. <laughs> but my, my first run in college didn't help that at all. Um, because they everybody there just seemed lost and dumb. I don't know if it was the way I grew up where like you kind of had to have a certain level of maturity by the time you were out of high school, if that's like growing up in the backwoods kind of thing I can tell from um, moving out of state that is a, that is a backwoods kind of thing of you have to be ready to take on the world <laughs> by the time you graduate I graduated and then went to school with all these kids that like just didn't have any understanding of reality right and it's like I don't I don't mean to down talk people but like they seemed like kids and the stuff we were learning seemed like stuff you would teach to a kid none of it really seemed relevant to my actual situation I felt like I wasn't learning anything like I was, I was shelling out all this money to go over very basic stuff I remember the beginning of my sophomore year we took in high school nope in in college oh we took this course that was called principles of supervision and the whole class was on how to deal with employees that are having trouble. I won't say the whole class, but like what it seemed like we focused on for the majority of the class was dealing with your employees when they're having problems and when they're struggling and when an employee starts to affect your business and your output. And it just boiled down to like really elementary stuff. 
where in the real world, owning a business, most of the solutions are solved by, well, you either kind of need to let that employee go or, you know, sometimes you'll have a really good employee that's just having a bad time, like having a really bad week or whatever, and you can work through them with that. And some people just, if you have an employee, you hire them and then they show up for the first two weeks and then all of a sudden they like just stop. Okay, maybe fire that person. And that sounds shitty because you're affecting someone's life, but that's just how business works. Yeah. But these classes didn't want you to do that. Like they want you to work with everybody for everything. And if you as a business owner want to, this is something I've learned from experience outside of college. If you as a business owner want to make any money, you can't make everyone happy. Like it just doesn't happen that way. Right. So what was what was the straw that Sorry. broke the camel? No, that's what this whole thing is about. <laughs> so what was your final decision on leaving? What was the straw that broke the camel's back? So I felt like I was wasting my time and I wasn't learning anything. In my job, I had been promoted to a position of management. So you were working full-time while also going to college? I was working full-time while going to college. started doing MMA at that point. Right. Hannon um, is also an MMA fighter. He has, he's a jack of all trades, truly. Yeah. Those two things were cool. <laughs> um, You're just dealing with too um, many things. And I'm doing better off on my own without college, so I'm just going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, you made the decision to leave. Yeah. Looking back now, do you regret leaving college when you did, or was that the best thing for you, even looking back now? So knows what would have happened if I had stayed, but I want to say that for me and my scenario, it was the best thing to do. But that being said, I also grew up learning the trades, grew up learning how construction works. I've done pretty much every aspect of residential construction before I was an adult (laughs) through doing it with my family. The way that I grew up again, that backwoods. The backwoods the man. Back, backwoods I, learning about other people's lives, especially at Hofstra, where there's such a diverse group of people there. Growing up in Maine, I feel like we have an advantage. We really were taught a lot of things that people don't. Mm-hmm. So, what was it like starting your own company? I'm a small business owner, and then you hire 50 people and you have stunts, and then you just like, well, Are you now? I'm a company man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Were you an LLC? Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know that from working at the credit union. <laughs> so the guy, the very first business that I that I went on, um, I went with a very good friend of mine who he had grown up doing seal coating, which is something that I knew nothing about. Um, you want to explain seal coating for our listeners who don't know what that is? Not everyone knows so, so backwoods main driveway maintenance. <laughs> so it's this protective coating that goes over your driveway if you have a paved driveway. And in Maine, the intent, to put it simply, is to make your driveway last longer because we have very hard winters. And, you know, like when I lived in nebraska for a while when we lived in nebraska you'd cancel school at like an inch of snow in maine if you get three feet of snow then they're just like yeah. school still got power you're fine yeah <laughs> go. come in when you can um so it basically just 
makes your driveway last longer and it makes it look prettier. <laughs> so it like protects um, against like plow trucks and then in theory it would also help against like the ice caves that happen. Yeah. And then just your driveway cracking and peeling mm -hmm. away and stuff like that. Okay. I, I really didn't know that much about it. And but I had work work ethic do the work. And this guy that I was going in with, he knew a lot about it and he knew ins and outs of the business. Unfortunately, he had no worth that work ethic. And then eventually we closed because it's just bad. <laughs> um, During the time of that business, is that when you built your house or was it after? So I started building my house after that. Yeah, I started building my house after. Okay. And then I had made the decision of, well, I don't know what to do with my life. And this was kind of like, I don't, that was never the end goal. I was not going to be like, oh, I'm going to own a steel coating business and then I'll just do that for the rest of my life. Because again, I'm kind of a, I don't really plan things out all the time. Right. <laughs> you know? Yes. Well, at that time you had moved out of your parents' house and you were living on your own, right? He moved out of his parents' house when he was 17. <clears throat> so you, you had really no choice but to make money. The, the guy I owned the business with. My now wife at the time, girlfriend, and myself, we all lived in one room with an attached bathroom and like a breezeway to exit through. <laughs> it was pretty cool, man. Sounds like a splendid time. Yeah. So you mentioned that you might have had another business going at a different time. What was that business? That was after the, I went I went back to college. So what was that experience like? Tell me about that. <laughs> so you were still kind of in the same uh, head zone. Yeah, because I understood that I needed to go back and I needed to get an education. The plan was if I don't get an education, nobody's going to want to hire me to go out and actually make a lot of money because especially here in Maine where there aren't a lot of jobs, if you want a higher paying job, you have to go get the degree. And then the degree is, it's literally just, you need to show them the piece of paper saying, right. Hey. The degree <laughs> has nothing to do with the job you'll actually be doing. You just yeah. need the degree for the job, yeah. which is ridiculous, but yeah. yes. I don't know if they were gen ed courses or if they, I can't remember what they counted towards, but they required me to take a bunch of courses and I said, well, I'll just do English courses because I'm good at them. Um, and you actually enjoy them. And I actually enjoy them. My English courses, they have this like reading a book and then analyzing the music in the book in correlation with characters, emotions, and stuff like that, which had absolutely nothing to do with my degree at all. And so I just, again, it was a situation of I was just worked out and checked out. I was just like, how is this going <laughs> to help me, dude? Exactly. Um, I did it once and I failed because I don't want to displace blame either because there was a lot of stuff that went wrong in, in the first venture into the business world that was my fault, but it's the reason we closed. But right. But at the same time, I did have that that mentality of like, yeah, dude, I'll just do it better this time. Right. You know what I mean? Like owning a business itself, just getting that experience is going to help you. Even even if you open one and then you close and you fail the next time you're going to have learned from that experience. Right. And it's going to be experience that you couldn't have gotten from a classroom. No, no, there wasn't anything. And I don't know how different it is in Maine versus another place, but all the paperwork you have to fill out 
to, to run an LLC in Maine and like your articles and declaration and stuff like that. None of that. You don't go over a single one of those things in college. Right. And then next thing I know, I'm sitting there with like this 30 page printed out document in front of me that most of which details how we're going to split money, right. assuming we make any. Right. Um, I've only seen those papers on the credit union side and even the ones that we need as a, as a, as a credit union to open an LLC or any kind of business account. I can only imagine what the rest of them look like. They yeah. were, well, we needed like seven different papers and then we needed proof from the IRS that you were a real account. It's just yeah. insane. I so can only imagine. It's, it's easy the second go around, the second time I open a business. Yep, okay, I'll just copy and paste all this shit. But the first time, I literally was sitting in front of my computer, like, stress pulling out my <laughs> hair. One of the guys that I worked with at the factory that I mentioned six years ago. Right, in the beginning of this podcast. Um, he and I had been friends since then. His main being as small as it is, or as large as it is. But small and kind um, of condensed. So his, at the time... Beyonce, or girlfriend, and I had been really close friends in middle school. Yeah so, yeah, so we just had like that thing to connect and bond over. And then we became really good friends. Um, and we both got into a boat of like, what's up, dude? I'm broke. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just through that, we literally were just like, would you like to make some money? And then we did. <laughs> And so that's how the second business was started. That's how the second business, it literally wasn't like, I have a set of skills and you have a set of skills. Let's go do it. it literally was just, I'm sick and tired of being broke and I'm sick and tired of sitting in a classroom doing nothing. So he actually he has a very similar story to me where he went to school for politics. Ah, politics in Maine. Yeah. Don't really go together. Uh, and then his, his roommate is a communist, <laughs> like, like a real like flag waving communist. But we won't get into that. <laughs> That's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we just both decided we needed to make some money, and so we opened a, a business um, producing, or I won't say producing, making uh, card games, basically. Oh. Um, and it's, it's been, other than the major setback of COVID-19. Yes, that has um, been a bummer on a lot of small businesses. Yeah. So what card games are you currently working on? Can you tell us what you're working on? Yeah, we had just finalized the game and we were like starting to, to sell it basically as like a, hey friend, would you like to play our game? And then so it was like a very small startup thing. And then next thing we know, COVID happened and we didn't have any employees other than the two of us. So that kind of screwed us for a while. But, but at the same time you're doing the second business, you're also working an actual job, right? Yes. So as of right now, you are 23. You are recently married, right. built and own your own house. Work a full-time job right. as a sprinkler manager man, and then you also own your own business. And and you didn't go to college. Well, you went to college, but it didn't work out. But now, um, 
now you've accomplished all these things and you're going back or thinking of going back, right? I wanted to go to college for the thing I was actually interested in. Yes, music. Practicality, don't do that. Don't do cool. Right. Uh, recently, I was at work. And so then I started looking into colleges for history. That's something I've always enjoyed. Mind you, I want a degree in history not because of the fact that it's going to help me in any way, shape, or form in life, because I've kind of understood, like, I have an understanding that construction is what I'm good at. Right. It just is. It's what I've done since I was nine. I started working concrete when I was nine years old, <laughs> illegally. Um, <laughs> main stuff. Main, main. Okay, so you're concrete. So, or I don't want to say construction is the end of the road for me, because... I'm, I'm going to make the card game thing work. And then if I don't, then I'm going to find some other way to make you're gonna, money. You're going to do a different business. <laughs> so so you, um, concrete is a stable job for you. Sorry, construction. excuse me. Construction yeah, is um, a stable job for you. You've done enough to make your own house. Yeah. Quite literally. I didn't do my sheetrocking because anybody that's ever done sheetrocking can tell you how annoying it is. <laughs> it's a horrible job don't do it um stay away from sheet rocking got it and i i needed a master to sign off on it and then mm. plumbing i know a guy so i just had him do it had him sign off on it got it you're getting a degree in history more of more I for just, you yeah so do you expect this time of you going back to college being different from the rest it's also all online and, I, and that's not even, that's unrelated to COVID making most classes online. That's, it's from an online university. And you did that on purpose. You want did, an online. Because you still have a house to sustain. I, I you have, have a wife. Know, you have animals. So if you were to meet someone who was on the fence of, they don't think college is the right track for them, but they're on it because they feel they need to be. What is your advice to them? It literally is just that. The trades are a fallback for me right. where I know what I'm doing and people can disagree, you know, like trades are very people in each other's faces yelling at each other right. often. Um, so like, They're not made for everyone. Yeah, but for me that works. And so, for example, a kid that's going to leave school and like, oh, I'm just going to go make a t-shirt company. Right. I can't tell you how many people I know that have started a t-shirt company. Really? Literally. Huh. Um, so if you have that fallback avenue, then, and you're like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't go to college. Maybe I should. Probably don't. Like, because end of the day, it's more about your happiness than it is about anything else. Right. You know I mean, and like, I've managed to do it. I'm a relatively happy person. <laughs> um, I mean, you have a house I and a, a wife and a dog, a, and you I, can I put food on the table at the end of the day. I own my business. He has a son, a one and a half year old. He has a wife. He also has a house. He took like the same adventure as me. And not everything is going to work the same depending on where you are in the country, you know what works for me up here in the woods of Maine, the woods of Maine. <laughs> isn't necessarily going to work for somebody that lives in California, which is you know, on the other side of a continent. With a different climate With and a, a different totally social, different <laughs> yeah, totally different world. So, it's a, so definitely it's a, like weigh your pros and cons and yes. ensure that you can 
provide and, for yourself. And it's about, it's about longevity too. So I have an understanding that eventually the path that I'm currently taking, my body is going to break down. It's going to start to fail me and I'm going to have to do something else. Like right. It just is what it is. Um, I know guys that look like they're 60 and then you talk to them and you're just like, are you okay, buddy? Like <laughs> you had a surgery last year and you're going in for one this year and but it turns out they're like 40 something. Yeah, I've heard um, so many stories about rods being placed <laughs> in bags, whole knee replacements. Yeah. Um, working on concrete floors as foundation is not good for everyone. Yeah. Um, so I understand there's a longevity to what I'm doing. Um, but whereas, you're planning for that now. Yeah. Whereas someone like you, who you're going into neuroscience, like I may make more money than you do today. But the second you have your degree, like starting the job that you're going to start, you will then make more money. Than, you know what I mean? So it's right. like. But then I also have to pay back all of my student loans that I had. You do. Um, right. But it's. I, I sprinted to the stuff that I, you know what I mean? Like I wanted. It's literally I wanted like the, the house. game of life. Yeah. I wanted the house. I wanted. Uh, I, I didn't know I did, but I wanted the house, the wife, the kids. I wanted all that. So I just said, I'm just going to go do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't because that's not me, but I understand yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah. So, yeah. and if you can make that separation of like, but when I was in school, that wasn't even an option that was presented to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like when I was in school, it was literally, so like I said, we had 52 kids in our graduating class and then they had this big I'll bring it up again. I brought brought this up to you earlier. Um, we had like the t-shirt day or whatever. I don't remember. Right. So in our high school, um, graduation is a huge thing. And it's like a two-week process of, oh, the, the seniors are graduating. And you, may, you feel like a million bucks during this process. Like I have made it to the end. And one of the ceremonies is all of the school's all the grades are called down to the gymnasium and one by one, each graduating senior who has decided on which college they're going to is called down and you get a t-shirt that the school bought for you with your college name on it. And it's supposed to be like, you get your first college t-shirt from the high school you graduated from. And then you're supposed to wear it around your school for the day so that all of the underclassmen see what schools are out there where everyone is going where the connections are and it's just supposed to make you like proud of where you're going and what you have accomplished special yeah you're supposed to feel special and that is the day that Hannon is talking about of his his senior year yeah so we did that and we're all in the gymnasium and I'm up on the bleachers and then they're calling all these people down and they're giving them their shirts. Um, and like even the people that, because I graduated, I don't want to say in the middle of my class, I graduated like 20 something in my right. class, but I, grades also didn't matter. Like grades did not matter to me at all until senior year. Right. When I had that moment of like, ah, I need to get my shit together. I have a life <laughs> after this. Yeah. So people are going down and even the, the kids that were like um, 
the kids that you would not expect to go anywhere were either going into the army or which you got a shirt for or they're going to directly to college and then at the end of it I'm just sitting there up on the bleachers like what's up dude I don't have a plan (laughs) (laughs) so that was kind of you know like I was the only one that really didn't know what they were gonna do um but looking back now some of those kids we know I mean a lot of those kids we know a lot of those yeah because a lot of them went to college and then a lot of them dropped out that I know of a lot of a lot of them dropped out because but it was that thing their parents were pushing for it the school was extremely pushing for it yeah I mean we Um, started touring uh colleges freshman year yeah you did Acadia and I mean, when you go up, so my school, you camp in the woods for a week um, as freshmen. It's the most amazing. It sounds very weird, but it does. It's life changing, honestly, to, to spend the woods for the, the a kid whole I week mentioned with that, 40 kids and students. The kid that got arrested stabbed a hole in the top of all the boys' tents oh at the beginning of that week. People really either make it or break it through this. There's no showers, you're in the middle of the woods. You have four teachers watching you, uh, but on on the way there, you start your first college tour. They take you to a uh, Maine Maritime, which is a military school, a ma- military college, and that's like your first college tour. And from then on, they're every like year. That's, you that's the well, that's the beginning of it. Right? Even at that point, we were like fourteen. Were we? Yeah, people are 13, 14 years old freshman year. Oh, no, no. <laughs> because you are old you're 23 years old you have a house and you're married you're basically 80 do you have a goal is your goal to have a house yes okay what do you have to do to get a house if you being in college doesn't directly lead to that then what are you doing right like and for some people it is like one of my one of my other sisters (laughs) her house is much nicer than mine um and she didn't have a house until she was like in her late 30s i want to say she's in her early 40s now um but she lived in a pretty not great place for a long time to have what she wanted so it's just it's balancing that life of like her husband owned a restaurant and i don't know what exactly she did while she was in med school but they just, they didn't live in a great spot. And they had, I think at the time, one kid expecting another before she had her house. But that's a lot of time. That, yeah. you know, like by the time you're in your 30s, they go through that much of life. So assume you live to 60, which I know that's a low, that's low a, bar, that's a low but expectation, it's still over but, half. Um, so before she actually got to a point where she was even, right. you know what I mean? And maybe maybe being a doctor and helping people is not worth it. Right. But it's relative to every person. Realize what you want and do your own thing. Yeah. In the end, it should work out the way it does and take it step by step. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Hannon, for coming on, spilling the tea with CCE. Thank you for joining us today. Have a wonderful week. See you next week with Spilling the Tea with CCE. That concludes this episode of Spilling the Tea with CCE. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to connect with us on our social media. 
You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hofstra CCE, or visit our website at hofstra.edu slash CCE. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, be sure to tweet us with the hashtag CCET. That's hashtag C-C-E-T-E-A. The music you've heard this episode was written and composed by Ethan Tauber. Fun fact, it even includes the chord progression C, C, and D. We can't wait for you to join us again on our next episode. Thanks for spilling the tea with CCE.